With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Yeah, there we go. Take Welcome two. back to Starcastic Remarks along with Christian and James. My name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use the promo code THPN next time you are there to use their app. Sorry for freezing. The Dallas Stars also freeze tonight. They lose by a final score of 4-1 to one to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, there's a couple of things in this game that I'm specifically frustrated at overall, gentlemen. But overall, I didn't think they played a bad game. There was just a couple of really, really, really dumb, stupid mistakes is what led to their infidelity in this game, I guess you could say. Uh, what, what's uh, y'all's initial thoughts? That's weird. I'm going to kind of disagree with you. I'm going to be the pessimistic one on this one, I guess. I thought the Stars played pretty bad. I understand they don't have a second line, but they were just outskated the entire game. I mean, there was, there was definitely stretches when the Stars played good. The first 10 minutes were really good. The push in the second period was very good. It, up to the point where Johnston scored, we were very good in the third period. But when the Oilers were going, we had nothing. There was no pushback. It was really bad. And after that third goal to see no push at the end, that was very sad too, honestly, in my opinion. For a team that has shown that they're able to come back late in games from crazy deficits, to see no push was really just just sad. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of that is just the first line being on the drought that they have been, really. I mean, they basically only score on the power play right now. If they're not on the power play, they, they're not getting hardly any zone time even recently. So just to talk about that for a second, Robertson has one shot tonight. Jamie Benn has two shots. Pavelski has two shots. Robans has four. And Wyatt Johnston has five. So obviously the, the two people you really want shooting, Johnston and Hintz, they, they were the ones shooting, but that's not enough. Robertson's a 40-goal scorer. 
He needs to be shooting more. And they did highlight that to uh, to their credit in, during the broadcast tonight. But there was just a couple of things highlighted in this game tonight that I was very frustrated with. Uh, first things first, Ottinger, we need to give him credit. He had a, vanti- a much, much better game compared to the last game he played. And he looked more of himself. I, w- yeah. I wouldn't say the completely dominate, take away a game kind of otter, but an otter sure. that was that is you know top ten goalie in the league caliber can win you games kind of goalie tonight. To to me, him playing as good as he did. I mean, it's Edmonton Oilers. They averaged four goals a night, and really, we should have held them to two in this game. Mm-hmm. And even the two that we let up were like not his fault at all. Yeah, it definitely felt like a return to form to me. It seemed like he played a lot better. What was the most frustrating thing for you guys tonight? Because there's there, there's one thing I want to talk about. That was the most frustrating thing. The to me, it, it well, I didn't get to watch the first two periods, so I had to listen to the first two. So I only got well, to watch the third period. You, so you missed my, out. My man. hockey was the first two periods great because <laughs> <laughs> we we were playing so good. We kept pushing, pushing, pushing. We weren't, weren't playing in our zone at all. Johnson scores the goal, and then what do we do? We take a penalty. And then it looks like we're going to do fine on that penalty. The, the Oilers ice the puck on the power play, and we get an offensive zone draw. We win the draw. We get a shot on net. We get the puck after we got the shot on net. And then Kiwi Ronta probably makes the stupidest decision he has ever made in his entire time playing hockey. And he tries to pass through five people. That's And, and yeah. that's, that's exactly what I wanted to point out is – and the, the one thing you didn't talk about, James, and what I was most frustrated with was their response after the Stars scored a goal. Dallas's response after they scored a goal. They knew that Edmonton was going to come after them. And and I, I, I know that Hawk and Paw, I'm not going to blame Hawk and Paw completely because it was just kind of a... yeah. He, the, he the fell and it looked like a trip. And, uh, it, it looked like a trip. But the thing was, is the effort that they showed after that goal, they knew that Edmonton was going to come after them. And instead of like pushing even further, which is what they should do, they totally killed the momentum of their own doing. They, they, they killed it themselves. And it you you first off, you have to give full credit to Edmonton and how they played tonight. They played very well. They played better than the Stars. They deserve to win tonight. But when the Stars had a chance to maybe possibly get a point out of this game or maybe even steal this game, they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, shot themselves in the foot, and that's the most thing I'm frustrated about. Because, go ahead. I go mean, ahead. The, to me, that that's all on the first line. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't look at specifically who was on the ice after we scored that goal, but it, it should have been the first line. Johnston's line scored the goal. You want your first line to be out there to push the momentum. I mean, that they, they they haven't been the first line for at least two or three games now. It, it's it, it really feels. I mean, when when we find when we get the injuries, we need that line to be on top of their game to be able to continue to win games. Because we were we had all three lines scoring before. That's how we went eight games scoring four or more goals. When you lose one of those lines, you gotta step up, and it just it hasn't felt that way at all. Yeah, and you hit one of the two keys for me, James. Having Sagan and Marchman out, we don't have a second line anymore. I mean. We, we said when we got Domi and Dodonov, we had three scoring lines. We have two again, and, and that's the, not good. And the biggest thing is, like, Domi isn't a goal scorer either. He's supposed to be the playmaker between the two goal scorers, and we lost both the goal scorers. It's it's even worse. 
And then the other thing is we're one of the best overall special teams teams in the league, and we got dominated in both sides of it. We over three on the power play with allowing a shorthanded goal, and we allowed the Oilers a power play goal in the most crucial time when we needed a kill. I mean, you, you say taking a penalty in that time is awful, and it is. It's a bad time to take a penalty. But you can also use that to build momentum, too. And the Stars have done that with their penalty yeah. kill, and, and they weren't able to do it. And we're not out penalty killers. Our penalty killers are on the ice. We have all of them again, it and they couldn't like, get the kill done. It looked like they were going to do it, and then and then Kiveronta made the dumbest pass ever. Like, you know McDavid's on the ice. You can't put the puck in a place where it's going to be an open ice for any amount of time. He's going to get it. Yeah. And honestly, passing at all when you're on the offensive zone on the penalty kill is stupid. You should just shoot. And if you look, <laughs> you the shoot pass. or dump it back in your own zone. Yeah, or yeah, just pin it against the, the boards was. and waste time. Pin it yeah, against the boards and waste time. That's the cross the... crease pass is the last thing you should. do. It wasn't just cross crease. It was literally through five. Out of the points. zone too. All on top of that. Them. On top all of five that. of them straight were out of the, the zone. It was. Yeah. It's awful. Really, that that's what killed the game to me. I mean, it 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 really with. Playing against the Oilers, it feels a lot more like one mistake does in the game. I mean, we had this last time we played them too. Miro made that one mistake, and that that felt like that was the game. That was it. He made one mistake all game long, and we and we felt that was that was the only thing that happened all night long. That's all I remember from that game. Yeah. Injury update since I brought it up. Uh, yep. Sagan is expected to come back next week. Uh, they in said practice, practice early Monday. next week probably. And hopefully he'll play it by the end of the week. Marchman's out for a month, though. So right as soon as he got going, he gets hurt. Just like I said, as soon as we get some guys in from the trade pool, we're going to get some injuries. And hopefully, boy, we lost the whole second line. Hopefully, though, he gets back before playoffs. It's it's looking like he should. but I don't think we will see him before playoffs, in my, my own opinion. But I, I think it will like be the playoffs when he gets games. back. <laughs> Okay, well, here here's the other thing. We're we're hampering on Kiviranta because, and I I think this is the this is why we're hampering on him so much is because I thought the stars honestly played okay today. I thought they played well, especially in the second period. Chris, I, I think you mentioned it, and then Razor also mentioned it. That they just weren't slick enough. He he talked about Vaseline during the broadcast. There was, a, there, there was just something off about them just a little bit. I, I didn't think they played bad enough to lose. They just didn't play well enough to win. I, and I think and the... because that one mistake is so egregious compared to, I mean, there weren't a ton of egregious mistakes by a lot of players tonight. And if there was, there were, like like Miller, for example. For example, Miller had a really bad turnover, but there was that one point in the game where he actually covered up one of uh, Miro's mistakes. So he kind of made up for it. Kiviranta, it, it, he's just not a goal scorer. And that's what we're really needing right now because we don't have our top two players. So that mistake looks especially egregious. But, does I mean, all that you, thinking kind of make you, sense? Yeah, It does, but you have to make smart plays when you're playing this team. I mean, it's literally the two best players in hockey on the same team. You make any dumb mistake like that, they're going to score on. And when you look at it, who really beat us? It was McDavid. Yep. <laughs> Game-winning goal plus the insurance goal. Both of them were great. all McDavid. McDavid great plays. We let McDavid we, beat us, and that's the last thing you have you can do against the Oilers is let yeah. McDavid beat you. We played great for 50 minutes, honestly, letting up two goals against an Oilers squad like this, and how they are rolling too. That is amazing, honestly. We, we played, played good defensively. Yeah, we played how we wanted to play, and and we blew it at the end. 
So yeah. that, that's what's frustrating to me because we played so good defensively. We got the one goal. You just got to get through the penalty kill. And even if, I mean, then you got like four minutes left still and you can try to score a goal and then you have two minutes with the goalie pulled. I mean, it, it feels a lot. <laughs> but regardless, it, it feels yeah, a lot a different. Lot. And that that one goal just, it, it, it blows the entire momentum. It blows pretty much the rest of the game. It just felt like you just needed one to get going. I, I mean, I mean, again, full marks to Edmonton and how they were playing in front of Skinner. And Skinner made some... Skinner played great. Skinner played well. I would say he made some lucky saves for me, especially there were a couple of instances where he Maybe. did not see the puck at all. It just hit him, and he got lucky. It seemed like he was but, fighting traffic good. I'm going to give him some more credit there. He made some crazy blocker saves through traffic. I think he saw the puck. So... I'm going to give him more credit than you are. I thought he played fantastic. Skinner's been really good recently for the Oilers, too. I mean, he's just, he's on a heater right now. Well, the other, I mean, I mean, like, I wasn't mad after after the first period. I wasn't. I, I really wasn't. It, it was two to nothing. But the first goal, it was a, a backdoor play, which we'll talk about that here in a second. It was a backdoor play. Okay, fine, whatever. But the the thing I was mostly frustrated with was the fact that was the third period. It, it it was the they shot themselves in their own foot when they had an opportunity to win the game, or get some sort of point off it or something. But because I mean you can't blame them for the first period. The first goal was a backdoor play. The second goal, it's just a great save by Skinner. It goes the other direction. It's a two on one. It goes in the back of our net. I mean, I mean, stuff like that happens. And I mean, we've done that to teams before where Otters made an amazing save. It goes the other direction and the Stars get a goal off of that. It it, it, ju it just really stinks that that's what happened in, in the course of the game. So and, and it's it, it's not like like it's it, this game is Kiviranta's fault, in my opinion. But that, that doesn't mean that like it's. It, I mean, let me it's still let me rephrase unlikely it for, for the game to... Yeah, please do. I can't find let, the words. <laughs> let me rephrase it. He he cost us the game, but he is not the reason why we lost the game. Is that fair? It's not 100% he, he his cost, fault. He cost us a goal at the worst possible time. He, he cost us a chance. I mean, he, he, we had a chance before that happened. And I thought we had more of a chance. In, just, it, it, just, it felt good. It felt we were, like it was we were right rolling direction. really good. And even and again, the penalty kill was looking fine. The Oilers were kind of choking on it, and then we let them right back into the game. Yep. So it's it, it's just dumb. Okay. At the end of the first period, uh, I did write that this just shows how much we miss Sagan and Marchment, like you mentioned earlier, Chris. And what was funny is that at this point, I didn't even think about the first line. It, it just didn't even occur to me. And I, what I wrote down is that one of these three guys really needs to score a goal tonight. Foxa, Delandria, or Kiviranta. We needed one of those three guys to score us a goal tonight if we had a chance of getting into this game. Because we lately we've been seeing that Ben, Dodonoff, and uh, Johnston line kind of produce for us. And the first line, I'm sorry, it just didn't look like they were going to be able to do anything tonight. So I was just thinking, you know, we need, really need a goal from one of those three guys, and we didn't get it. Yeah, definitely agree with that take. And I, that, I think you felt exactly right about it. Yeah. For some reason, yeah, the first line just didn't look like they had it. And I'll, I'll fight for the first line a little bit because they look like they don't have a lot of nights, and then sometimes they'll just score out of nowhere. True. I mean, that's True. really what it is. They, they're like 
every, every game they're they're like three seconds from clicking constantly just scoring on every shift and it's just, it's just it they're in a rough patch right now ready for the underdogs the upsets and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook the biggest tournament in college basketball is here right now. New customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score on a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. You know you got to bet on my favorite team, the Arkansas Razorbacks in the NCAA tournament. No, it's not. It's the Aggies. Uh, they're going to win it all. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> Max Domi had a couple of good chances tonight too, and there by were, himself. Yeah, by himself, <laughs> which is not even the unfortunate part, <laughs> right? So there was one instance, and again, I know he's a playmaker first, and that's really how he how he does it. But there was an instance in the second period when the Stars had all of the momentum going. They were they were getting all the scoring chances. They were pressing down deep in the Edmonton zone. They were getting a lot of good stuff going on for him. He forced a, tur- a turnover and then immediately passed it and gave it away back to Edmonton. And it was like a prime scoring chance. And I'm like, Domi, shoot the puck. Yeah. Come for, on, man. Shoot. For me, that that's honestly more of like a coach not telling him that. Because like when when you're when both of your line mates get hurt, now he has two fourth liners on his line now. Yep. He someone's gotta tell him, dude, you're the one who's scoring on this line. Don't yeah, pass it. Don't do that. Especially Fox, uh, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll praise Fox for being good in the fourth line, but for how good he is on the fourth line, he is terrible on a scoring line. It, he looks, he looks like he can't do it at all. I mean, Domi has two shots on the night, and with him being really the only scoring option on that line, he should have at least four or five. He should right have now. four or five. Yeah, agreed. But again, I agree that's a coaching thing. You got to tell him that when he gets put on that line. So let me lead to this because this is something that I I kind of agree with and I think it needs to be done. I think it's time to call up one of your top six guys from the AHL because the what you need right now is hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. I know y'all want to get in on this. Yeah, I you need some scoring and I know that the AHL is different and I know it's slower and I know that, you know, these guys haven't been called up, but there is an obvious hole right now with the stars forwards. Delandria is not the answer. Kiviranta is not the answer. Now, Olofsson has not, as 
I, I, he hasn't I think hurt the stars. Try. I think they tried Olafson on that line too, and I thought when they did put Olafson with Domi, it didn't look bad. But that's not the that's not the thing we need right now. We don't need not bad. We need goals. And it looked better I, than I, with Fox on. I'll tell you that. Much. Okay, and that's fair. But again, and it's not Olafson's fault. But the fact is, is Olafson the the best place to put him in the role that he's sufficed in is not on the second line. It's on the fourth line. And right now we have too many bottom six forwards in the lineup and we need somebody that can come in and score. Now, I don't even know what the Stars cap situation is right now. I don't know if we can even send Olafson down back to the AHL and call somebody else up. But I think this is the time to at least look at that and kind of decide, okay, you need to call up Maverick Bork. I think this is the time you give him a shot and you let him play with Max Domi because Maverick Bork has shown that they can, or that they can, that he can score some goals. He's had a very good season down in the AHL. And the thing is, is you need to try something because what you have right now is not working. And it's not Olafson's fault. It's not Kiviranta's fault. It's not, uh, it, it's not Delandria's fault. Delandria had a great game tonight. They just, they don't have that ability to score right now. And they don't. And we need somebody that can come in and score. And if you have that ability to at least try it, why not try it? If it doesn't work, then fine. Send them, send them back down. Mm -hmm. Give them a two-game tryout. Send, if it doesn't work, send them back down. And then call Olafson right back up. Yeah. And really, this is this is the time to do it. Because if, I mean, you're, you're looking at playoffs now. If we have Sagan and Marchman hurt in playoffs, what are you doing? I mean, this team is, is not going to beat anyone with without either of those guys having uh, having one okay but like both of them out we gotta find something that's going to work against a playoff yeah. team uh, and let's be sure to clarify that's not a knock on the stars any team without their second line would be yeah very true uh, <laughs> you very got, you damaged gotta you gotta find something though yeah you, you can't just accept losing though yeah. i agree and, yeah and and this this is the perfect time to just try whatever weird funky thing you want because I mean, we're we're gonna make the playoffs. I know we're fighting for the first spot in the division right now, but who it, cares? We if, just just yeah, make the playoffs, not, man. If, Get home ice. If you advantage. don't have those players, players. If you don't have those players anyway, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right. Right now, when we have two guys, two important guys injured, it does feel like we're kind of scratching and clawing more than cruising. Yep. And then uh, I guess we need to get into the whole Lundqvist debate and I, I don't think that having him in the lineup would have helped because because the i mean for the most I'd part the defense was not really the problem would. tonight well i i that's not the problem though it's it's like you're, you're playing a faster team and you're not putting your faster defensemen on the ice with them i mean there was lots of times where our defensemen just got beat to pucks because they're just slower i mean <laughs> It's very, it's very obvious against a team like Edmonton how slow our decor really is. Yeah, that's true. And my other argument, you're only playing Hanley 12 minutes a night. Yeah. You're I mean, playing Lundqvist more than that. Haskinen had 20 minutes before the 16th mark of 16 minute mark of yeah. the third period. Yeah. That's so, insane. and if you're if you're not gonna play Hanley, but you would have played Lundqvist, then why isn't Lundqvist in the lineup? I really don't understand that. Maybe they're just doing the wrestling again because Nils does do good after breaks, and he's shown that he's not really up to speed on an NHL schedule yet. But goodness, 
It's happened long enough. Been out a while now. <laughs> Give him back. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the the other thing we can talk about is just the stars didn't take advantage on the power play tonight. So, but it's been good lately. So you can't really fully criticize it. You can just criticize it in this one well, game. And that kind of goes back to the first line. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. it's been it's been the last two games too. I mean, they didn't they didn't look great in the in the Canucks game either. I mean, the, the two people on the power play who scored was a pass from Haskin into Ben. That sounds like the third line to me. <laughs> True. All right. Well, I think we've pretty much talked about just about anything. Oh, uh, everything. Sorry. Uh, we do need to talk about the, the Yamamoto goalie interference non-call. I, I thought that was like pretty obvious. It was very obvious. He only doesn't get called on it because he's small. That's literally the only reason. He's five eight. Yeah, he he is he is tiny. But I, I mean, it was prime goalie interference. Now now yeah. did he just ran him over? That's, did, the, that's did all that happened. Did Ottinger sell it? Maybe a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely sold it a little bit. I but mean, you can was, only fall back. <laughs> yeah, you can't fall forwards. <laughs> Where is he supposed to go? Oh man. But either way, it's that's goalie interference. And if it's any guy other than that guy, like literally any other player on the ice, it would have been called. So, long story short, first line needs to be a lot better. They need to actually score goals. We need to be able to rely upon them like we did way more last year than we did this than we have this year. To, especially to, when we don't have a second line. Especially when we don't have a second line. That, that's the key thing for me. <laughs> and I, I think it's time to look at the possibility of sending Olsen down and bring Bork up. I think he's the answer to at least give him a shot. I, I mean, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Fair point. So Can't wait till Sagan comes back. <laughs> yeah, that will. And again, that will help a little bit. But again, you I still got. helps a lot. Is that helps really, a lot. You think about Fox going between, down to the fourth line and yeah, Delandria well, Fox, Delandria Sagan, Domi, that feels a lot better. Yeah, it's the difference between having two thirds of a line still there and one third. <laughs> Yeah. You're getting more than half of that line. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just our, our best players were not better than their best players. So and and really I, I think that per- perfectly sums up the game right there. So, okay. Anything else, gentlemen? I don't think we – oh, no. Biggest loser, biggest winner. Sorry. Real quick. Biggest, biggest loser. winner, Johnston. He's been crazy. Oh he is so consistent. I, I can't believe he's still doing it this well this late in the season as a rookie, a 19-year-old rookie at that. He hasn't had anything close to an NHL schedule before, and he is handling it like it's cruising. no problem. Yeah, he's cruising like, through it. In fact, he's like he's been he's he's gotten a crazy point run going on here the last couple. Yeah, of he's years. arguably better. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever his offseason conditioning he, was, he is now. I mean, I'd like to know it because that's yeah, nuts. He's now one goal behind top rookie goal scorer. Yeah. So yep. that that's a little insane. Uh, no, I think he's tied. But, no, uh, Beniers has 20. Beniers does have 20? 19. Okay. Yeah, he got yeah. 19. But if he becomes the number one rookie goal scorer, that pretty much locks himself in for at least a uh, a vote. A nomination <laughs> for rookie. A vo- no, I, I agree with you, James. I think it's just for a vote just because nobody's a watching them right vote. now. <laughs> one yeah. single vote. Uh, <laughs> Third place. My, my biggest winner is Miro Haskin and nine-game point streak. I mean – he, he's he's also what's making that third line run as well as it is. I mean, he he gets he had 
the assists on both the both or all three of our last goals he's had an assist on so it, he's creating so much offense right now it's insane yeah that's it oh yeah it sounded like you were gonna keep going it sounded like more was coming yeah i mean I, I, I don't know i don't know what else to say <laughs> um for me biggest loser obviously has got to be kiviranta because that game did cost us that play cost us the game tonight and then for my biggest winner because i gave him the biggest loser like two or three games ago i'll give it to jake ottinger he, he was he was very good again tonight and he had he was playing against you know the best players in the nhl so I, I think that's worse. i think that's uh a good thing for him to do my biggest loser is yanni hawkenpaw his lack of speed very much exposed tonight i mean if you wanted to get around him you got around him pretty easily did not look good actually that's one thing that i thought Suter did relatively good he just didn't skate up as far tonight yeah. <laughs> he was back for everything so yep. uh my biggest loser is delandria for slipping in front of his own net and giving up an yeah. empty goal he deserves the biggest loser for that that's yeah, really okay. bad open eyes all by yourself okay well first things first before we close up happy birthday to my two kids sam and maddie that yes they have the exact same birthday no they are not twins sam is six years old maddie is three years old today they're already asleep but it is still their birthday so happy birthday to them daddy loves you both and not to Donoff, but like legit daddy right here. Um, and then second thing we got to mention, I was so upset that they stopped the goalie fight between Bennington and Flurry. Oh. I so 31 fan bases wanted to see Hall of Fame goaltender Mark Andre Flurry go and beat the crap out of Jordan Bennington. I wanted it you know so what? bad. I think it would be so 31 bad. and a half. I think half of Blues fans don't like him. <laughs> the dude's a punk. <laughs> he Everyone got for two games, too. I know. Yeah, he see that. Hey, I got did see that. The dude, he has so many just – they're just temper tantrums. The they dude are. looks That's like exactly a child out there. He gave up three goals. They, they were up three to two. No, three to – no, four to one, I think, at one point. Maybe it was four to two. And then he gave up three goals in less than two minutes. I'd, I'd be really interested <laughs> to meet him one time. I want to meet him once just to see how terrible of a person he is because it seems like a really bad person. <laughs> I don't think he's a bad person. Most, most hockey players it, are not he shows bad people. It, he shows it opposite on the ice, that's for sure. The way he plays Regardless. on the ice, he seems like a bad person. Okay, well, we say, <laughs> we say that about like Brad Marchand and stuff like that. No, he's, I don't think so. He just he plays is, hard. He turd. doesn't throw temper champs from the face because he played that. Yes, he does. Not as bad as Bennington. Mar when when Marshawn crosses the line, it's when his team yes. is losing. So he, but he's, it's not as bad, but he is a whole lot of, a whole lot better player than Jordan Bennington is. Like, by far, not even close. And he's at least, he's doing it during the competition. Like, it's not after the fact that he's just jawing and mouthing off and being a... Mm, Especially being a after a word. goal, man. That that was the worst part to me. They score yeah, a goal on you, on. and you instantly go and punch him in the face. Dude, Yeah. really? He's like, how old are you, seven? This is like a yeah. second-grade move. Like, oh, you scored on me. Ugh. Oh, my God. Way to show wow. him. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, is er, And then last thing. Is, is the Calgary game a must-win? No. No, but Brug answering we'll, over we'll, here or asking a question. We'll, we'll, 
we'll be panicked pretty good if we lose that game. Though. The, the one thing I will say is that the rest of our schedule is not hard. So we have, so to, to end out the season, we have Calgary, Seattle, the Penguins. Then, then it gets easier. You go Canucks, uh, the Blackhawks. We've lost twice to the Vancouver. Yeah, whatever. The Can- you have uh, the Blackhawks, Arizona. Then you have uh, uh, one more against the Avalanche. Then you get to play Nashville, the Flyers. The last hard game of the season is against the Golden Knights. And then you have Flyers, or sorry, then you have the Red Wings and two games against the Blues to round it out. So it's honestly not too hard of a schedule. Looks like we're in prime position to keep the number one spot. Yeah, except Minnesota is on a 14-game point streak. <laughs> so they're yeah. they're rolling right now. It's insane. Which makes Probably. me. Th- I just don't know if we're gonna keep it, gentlemen. And we thought it was gonna be Colorado, and it looks like it's gonna be Minnesota. Come out so. of nowhere. Okay, let's wrap it up tonight. Uh, y'all got anything else? Sad, sad sports fan. The the Ags got embarrassed in March Madness tonight as well at the exact same time. Yep. Bad sports day for Chris. Bad sports day for Chris. Although you can't fully complain. You you were sitting here talking about before the pod how many different Frisbee buckets you got today. You got like 30 oh, yeah. discs, an exaggerated 30. Shout out to Emil Boutronoy. He, he's amazing. He gave me a lot of Frisbees. He's literally holding like a $50 Frisbee right there. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay, guys. Thank you all for listening tonight. Uh, we appreciate you all listening along with us. If you're listening live and also for those of you that are listening afterwards, please go and check out sarcasticremarks.com for all the latest merch options. Go to sarcasticremarksshop.com. Again, we're going to be live doing a live episode in person. I didn't say live again. At the American Airlines Center against the Vancouver Canucks, March 25th. Live. Live. In person. Live. Live. And along with Chris and along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. We will catch you guys again on Saturday. Yep. Saturday. Bye. It's the morning. It's the flesh. Bye.